Scripture reading for today is Luke 1, 26 through 28. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And, unto, and the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Here we are at Advent, Lord. It's where we spend this month focused on the first coming of Christ, the birth of Jesus, divinely, humanly, man. And we are trusting you, Father, in Jesus' name, to take these requests and answer them. Father, please do that. Please heal, set free, speak to the hearts. I ask that you do this, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. So we just we decided that uh, we wanted to do a theme pointing to Jesus. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a simple question. You ready for the simple question? Do you point to Jesus? What in your life points to Jesus Christ? I mean, are you good? Are you a moral, good moral person, and and you think that? That's pointing to Jesus? It's not. There's a lot. I was moral before I was saved. Before I was saved, I never smoked. I never drank. Never cussed. I didn't cuss, Wayne, before I was saved. And I didn't afterwards. <laughs> but I was still going to hell because of sin and death. And so... Uh, are you pointing to Jesus? I needed Somebody showed me the way to Jesus Christ. Somebody had to show me the way to Jesus Christ. Do you? Is somebody looking at your life and seeing Jesus Christ? Boy, that's, that's a good question, isn't it? Well, today, we decided that we want to look at the angels. There is so much information on angels that is never talked about and rarely written about. There are very few things that uh, people talk about angels. This is one time of the year where they mention angels because they talk to people about certain things. But we don't talk about angels. We don't talk about the multiple introduction and and influence of angels in the Old Testament. Um, so we're going to talk about it today. We're going to look at an overview. We're barely going to scratch the surface. But I want to tell you something that uh, you need to understand about angels. Angels are warriors of God. They're not just servants of God. They're warriors of God. 
They are ambassadors for righteousness. Angels are equipped by God to defeat evil in every instance. Did you hear that? Now, if you look at the Trinity, you look at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Out of the three, who do you think the warrior is? Some people might say the Holy Spirit, and that's close. The only way the Holy Spirit is a warrior is through us. He empowers us with the authority of God. And through us, we are warriors, so he's warrior. But the warrior is Jesus Christ. Now, you said, Mike, we're going to talk about angels. In the Old Testament, it talks about an angel of the Lord, but then there are references to the angel of the Lord. And there are many references, and I'm not going to go to them. I'm just going to mention a couple of them. The first one I want to talk about is Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Remember them? They, uh, they were before Darius, and there was this uh, great big statue, and everybody was supposed to bow down and sing the praises. I believe it was to Darius. Is that right? Nebuchadnezzar was his brother. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. And everybody, all these people, it was a huge stadium. Thousands of people were there. And they all knelt except Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And they were standing together in the back. And they were Jewish. And they arrested him. They tried him. They tied their hands behind their backs. And they lit the furnace up. And the furnace was so hot that the men who threw them in the fire, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, should have died when they threw them in because the, th the people that threw them into the furnace died immediately from the heat. And the king was looking for burning bodies and he saw three, no, four figures dancing around and praising God in this fiery furnace. It must have been a fairly big fiery furnace. And the third person was the angel of the Lord, which is a Christophacy. It means it, it is a pre-revelation of the Messiah. So before he was an incarnate baby in the womb of Mary, he was a warrior angel for the Lord. And he did battle. Now, you understanding what we're talking about, Jesus? Jesus was a warrior angel for the Lord. Every angel was a warrior. The angel, it's got to be the angel of the Lord. Here in, in chapter 1 of Luke, verses 26 and 27, it talks about an angel of the Lord, and his name was Gabriel. 
But we're talking about the angel of the Lord. Jacob. Remember he battled the angel of the Lord? Who was the Lord? He lost, but he grabbed a hold of him and wouldn't let him go unless the angel touched him. He touched him in the hip and he never walked the same. Changed Jacob's life. The angel of the Lord. Why did he battle Jacob? Jacob was an evil man. It's okay if I said that about Jacob? Because it was true up until that point. Angels are always, angels are always pointing to the coming of Christ. They are always pointing. Jesus was pointing to his coming. Why, why were they pointing to that point in history when Jesus was born in, in Bethlehem? Why? Because in Genesis chapter 3, there was a, a skirmish that took place between Satan, Lucifer, that, that angel was Lucifer, and Adam and Eve. Let me tell you how sly he is. Angels were created by God in his image. They did not have his image like we do. God did not impart to them that, but they were, they were made to be perfect in their role. And they even, they even acted like God. They knew the truth of God. They knew the purity of God. They knew the honesty of God. They knew the internalness of God. He, the fact that God never changed. They understood all of that about God. And they knew the power, if I hadn't mentioned it, the power of God. That's what these angels did. They were so in tune with God in the creation that when something needed to be done, they knew exactly how to do it the way God wanted it. Read the, read the scripture, the Old Testament. If there was a battle, they knew exactly where to go and how many people, angels, to take with them in that battle. Isaiah mentions the battle that hindered the prayer. You never thought of that, did you? You think, oh, my prayers aren't being answered. Did you ever think that there's a battle going over, on, over your prayers? Did you ever think that? Sure there is. Do you think evil wants victory for righteousness? No. But these angels who had this relationship with God was convinced. <laughs> when Jeannie told me this the other day, she, we, weren't even, we weren't even talking about this message, but she was talking about what God was talking to her about. And she told me, Mike, do you realize how evil and wily Lucifer was to deceive a third of all the angels? How wily he is. How corrupt he was. And I thought, wow. And you and I don't think that as a believer we can be Deceived? 
Who's, who, why do you think Adam and Eve were deceived? Weren't they? And they fell. You know, there are people who are not here this morning because the enemy has deceived them and told them they didn't need to be here. I'm not saying that because I'm upset they're not here. If they're not here, that's between them and God. You understand that? But there are people that need to be here, and they know they need to be here, but God, God was speaking to them, and then the angel deceived them. The fallen angel, the demonic forces deceived them, and they're not here. There's always a reason not, oh, I'm sick. You don't know how many times I've preached when I'm sick. Oh, does that mean you're good? No, that means that means that I understand the high cost of the battle that we're in. Now, why do I say this? Because angels are so involved in the birth of Christ that it says that the heavenly host appeared, remember that, to the shepherds? And they were, they tell us they were singing, hark the hair. <laughs> the reason they were at the birth of Jesus is found in Revelation chapter 12, where it says the dragon tried to, to slay the baby. That's Jesus. And they were there in case the battle erupted in order to defend the birth of Christ who could have been killed by the enemy. This is a war. And God sent a baby. Angels. That's why in the Advent circle, one of the candles represents angels. Did you know that? There's a couple of angels. There's not a lot of angels mentioned in the Bible, but one of them is Gabriel. And the reason that Gabriel is mentioned is that he has the task to announce things. What will, what will happen the day Christ comes back? Who will blow that trumpet? Anybody know? Come on, you know who it was. It's Gabriel, wasn't it? He announces... He says, he's coming. Blows the horn. Jesus is coming. And, and when people will look up, he will, either, he will then be taking them away, the body of Christ, but Jesus will be coming to end the war. Jesus' death and resurrection is purposed to end the advance and corruption of evil and death and sin in the world. That's why he came. And in order to do that, he needed to be a spiritual warrior. And that's what he is. 
So Gabriel announces things. You're going to have a baby. It's going to be called God. You need to marry Mary. You need to take her as your wife. Don't be afraid of that, he told him. And then after the baby was born, the angel came and said, you need to get up right now and leave because Herod's sending these soldiers down here to kill all the babies that are under two years old. He was constantly directing. and co- That's why it's important that you and I need to hear the voice of God. This has nothing to do with your righteousness. It has to do with your safety. Do you, do you understand that? Oh, I don't hear the word. That's okay. You don't. There was a time I didn't hear the word of God, the voice of God. I do now. I didn't then. But he taught me. I even had to learn to hear my mother's voice when she'd say, Mike, come in and eat. And I'd go out there and play and play. She'd say, Mike, come in and eat. And I'd be out there playing. Finally, she'd say, Michael Dean. And I heard, it, I heard it, her voice. And I went and ate. And I loved to eat. But I was distracted. That's why it's important to hear the word of the voice of God. It's a command of the Lord. Did you know that in John where he says, And my sheep know my voice? That word is gnosko. It means you understand him when he talks to you. He, he talks to you. Angels. When angels are involved, if an angel stops a wreck, and there are many testimonies where people have seen angels stop a car or divert an accident, they're pointing to Jesus. They're not there just, angels are not safety patrol officers. Do, you, do, they, do they help with safety? Yes. Do they protect people? Yes. But they are pointing to Jesus Christ. It's what they're doing. So in Scripture then, in the book of Luke and other Gospels, in this Scripture here, it talks about angels and it talks about what they're doing. And the reason the scripture has this placed in, in writing for us so that we can read it, no matter whether it's on our phone or in a book, is because we need to understand that there is an activity going on that is involved in the coming of Jesus Christ. You need to understand that. Did you know that the, the Jewish people, by the way, uh, we have Jewish people in our congregation. Did you know that? And we love Jewish people. And we love them because they are God's people. And it is because Jesus came through the Jewish people that we love Jewish people. You understand that? If you don't like Jewish people, you need to repent. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Somebody says, I better say it. Who said that? <laughs> I mean that. So, so 
Jesus is coming through the Jewish nation, and he's here. But these angels are announcing it. And so it says here in verse 26, let's get to this passage now. Six months into Elizabeth's pregnancy, it's really funny. Uh, Zechariah was a Levite, and he was. Uh, it was his time to attend at the the, um, the temple, and he's at the incense table, and he's burning the incense, and he, he's much like me. I was just like him uh, this morning. I was serving communion at Living Water, and I I was focused on the elements and what God was doing with them, and and I'm sure Zechariah was the same way to make sure the incense is done properly. And he looks up there and standing at the end of the table is who? An angel. And the angel says to him, your wife's pregnant. Well, she's beyond the age of childbearing. And he says, you're crazy. He didn't use those words. I don't know what he said. And the angel says, because you don't believe me, you won't talk until the babe was born. So he walks out and he tells them he can't, he shows that he couldn't talk. And they wondered what happened because the preparation time is a be a holy time before God. And something occurred. <clears throat> she was pregnant. An angel announced the birth of John the Baptist. To the Father. Because this is so important that the servants of God need to know what's going on. Oh, by the way, if Jesus lives inside of you, do you say Jesus lives inside of you? Then you're a servant. And he's given you things to do that you need to do because he wants people to know what you know about Jesus. Did you know God wants people to know what you know about Jesus? That's what the angels did. They told. I don't have time to go into the movie, The Wonderful Life, but the front of it, the very beginning of it, there are three angels talking. Did you know that? You know that? And they said, well, it's Clarence's turn. And he says, you know, he hasn't got his wings yet. It's really hilarious. I'm sitting, after a new, new crates and, and understood, it's Clarence. And Clarence just, he's a little light and he comes, do, 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 do. And he's ignorant about a lot of things. But God gave him the task to go keep a man from killing himself. What a task. You can be like Clarence. I don't care. You may not know what, how to do what God asked you to do, but do it. You see what I'm saying? I remember when Brianna was born, God says, it's time to be a father. And I said, I don't know how. Just ask her. She'll tell you I did. So she's six months pregnant. And when she's six months along, God knew exactly the right time to do it. He sent the angel Gabriel to Mary. It, look, at, look at this. It, 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 to, 
to Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Did you know that God knows exactly where you live right now? He knows where you came from. He knows where you're going. He knew that Mary and Joseph were going to end up in Bethlehem. He knows all that. God understands all that. He, he's not the orchestrator of it. He just knows it's going to happen. You say he's not the orchestrator? No. Because time has a process. And you're going to be where God wants you to be. One of my kids, not, not my kids, but some kids said, well, well, my family's going to go to Grandma's house for Christmas, and I don't know if Santa Claus can find me. <laughs> and I said, he'll know where you're at. Santa Claus will know. Is it? Doesn't he know? Sure he knows. You know who Santa is, don't you? You all know that, don't you? You're not answering me. You don't know who Santa Claus is? He's you. God knows exactly where you are. And God knows exactly who it is you need to talk to. I don't care if you're the shyest person on earth. At some point, at some time, God will say to you, you need to... I, I don't want you to be a Mike Dean and share Christ with whoever you want to share Christ with. I want you to be willing to say, Lord, when it's time, let me know and give me the words. That's all I want from you. It's the person who says, oh, I'm afraid. I don't like that person. I, I, why? Because fear is of the enemy. Okay? Well, how does this happen? Well, train your children. Something that Jeannie and I did a long time ago. I can't remember if you read it in the magazine article. You probably did. And, and you, you came up, I think it was you who came up with secret angels. Was it you? Yeah, see, tell her. She was, and I thought, wow, what a wonderful idea. So we got our kids together and we drew names and we weren't supposed to tell each other who the name was, and their job was to do selfless acts for that person without them knowing it. That, that teaches selflessness. Okay? And we did that for years and years and years. I was the most delinquent. Jeannie would come and said, so-and-so is your secret angel. I said, how'd you know? She said, you're not doing anything. <laughs> she knew. So I would have to learn. Brian, he goes, oh, that's who my secret angel was. <laughs> <laughs> we need to teach selflessness. We live in a self-centered society. And we as believers need to teach selflessness. That's what an angel is. If God says, go defeat a world by yourself in Jesus' name, the angel would not say, give me some help. He'd just go do it. And so Elizabeth was six months old. You thought I forgot where it was. Six months pregnant, and he went, sent Gabriel. 
to Nazareth, to, to that town. And he told, listen, listen to what he said. Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Let me tell you something. If you put behind you the fear and you do what God asks you to do, he will send his spirit to you and say, you're highly favored. Do you understand the percentage of born-again Christians who do not do what God asks them to? It's extremely high. But those who do try their best and with the strength of Christ to do what God wants them to do, they will be blessed and God will come and tell them. Married, struggled with all this in her heart. We'll talk about Mary next week. This week, angels. Next week, Mary. But did you know uh, Joseph heard? I don't know how he heard. I don't know if Mary told him. I don't know if she had the courage to tell him. Do you understand? Somebody you're married, you're going to marry, and you walk up to him and you say, "Hey, I have to tell you something. An angel visited me last night. And I'm pregnant with God." <laughs> he said, "What?" I don't know how he found out. I don't know if the blacksmith told him. I don't know if the rumor ran around. But he found out that she was pregnant and he was, he wanted, because he was an honorable man. It says he was an honorable man and he wanted to honor her. He wanted to put her away quietly. That meant divorce her. And guess who showed up? An angel. And an angel begins to talk to him about why he shouldn't, listen to what it says, don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife because that which she carries in her womb is divine in nature. He didn't tell her the whole story yet. He probably eventually did. If there was ever a time in the history of mankind that some people should be pointing to Jesus is now. And it needs to start in a church. Because the church was supposed to be, when it got saved, nurtured to walk in the authority and power of God, okay? To walk in the, the authority and power of God so that it could grow in us, his, his personality, and we would be in the strength and confidence of God to overcome the world. But the church isn't. It's feeble. It's weak. It's misdirected. I love the church. I love Jerusalem. But spiritually, we are at one of the weakest points. We were stronger in Christ right after the resurrection 
and 50 years to 100 years after that than we are now because we don't nurture, we don't, we don't disciple. Disciple means take what I know about Jesus and put it in somebody else. It is not find intellectual knowledge in the Bible so that you can quote scripture. No, it's put Jesus in somebody so that they can feel the movement of God in them. We're so weak. It's very few. Very few people do that. So we're weak. And we're supposed to point. That's our, did you know that before the church began, the Jewish people were supposed to point to the world who the living God was? You do, did you know that was their calling? That's what God wanted them to do, but they didn't. They wanted a king. They didn't want a God. And then he came to the ch- and, and started the church, and the church's God, the church's job was to point to Jesus, and the church decided to have really healthy worship. And we praise God for worship. Okay? But we need to lead people to the Lord. We need to point people to Jesus. We need to teach people how to be set free. We had people from York, Pennsylvania. We had people from Chambersburg. I don't know where the rest, some, some from Winchester and Berryville and Loudoun County. Women came from, from a lot of different places. We need to point to Jesus. This is all about Jesus. Let's follow the examples of angels, okay? Is that all right? You sure? 28 days they warred over Babylon, was it? Um, one Daniel was it Daniel? I'm I'm getting mixed up. Daniel was waiting on an answer from God, and there was a battle over Babylon. Angels, they won, or they had never got through, and they gave him his answer. Thank God we have a pipeline through the Holy Spirit now. <laughs> I need an answer, Lord. Boom, it's there. Or maybe it takes three days for us to get it. So angels, you need to read Michael Heiser's books, Angels. You need to read Billy Graham's book on angels. His, his is Angels, Angels, Angels. You need, to, you need to find out more information about angels. Okay? Those, I, mentioned, I don't mention a lot of other people because I don't trust their writings, some of their writings. Michael Heiser. Angels, Billy Graham, angels, angels, angels. You're not to be an angel. We have more authority than angels. Since Caleb's back, let's have him sing another song.
I never knew you could play the piano so well, Caleb. That's amazing. Oh, did you introduce the, the newest member of your leadership or your worship band? Oh, he's, he's in here. What's that? That was very impromptu. Well, we need, we need to introduce. Ring the jingle bells and sing at the same time. <laughs> so introduce him. Well, who is he? That was Sam. Sam Williams. Sam, thanks for jingling those bells today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a glimpse of what we're going to see sometime in the future. Isn't that right, Sam? Let's stand. I know many of you love Jesus, but I'm not so sure that you understand that you're supposed to be influencing people for Jesus Christ. But I want you to. If, if you cannot, if, if you physically cannot do it for whatever reason, you need to find somebody and say, hey, look, I'm praying for you that God will use you to influence people for Christ because there's multifaceted ways that the body of Christ works. It blesses my heart to know that people pray for me every day for what God wants me to do. And there are people who are doing the will of Christ who would love to know that somebody's praying for them. The body of Christ is unique. There's nothing like it on earth. There's no organization, no international organization that compares to the power and authority of the body of Christ. Let's pray. Oh, Father, if there's somebody here who needs to recommit their life to Christ, who needs to get connected to that person that's you sent. Please touch him. Bring him forward for prayer now or after the music. Let us let us see the, the movement of God in our lives. I pray, Father God, that you do this in Jesus' holy, holy name. Amen. This is Advent. Merry Christmas.